This is the good news. The grave is empty. Christ is risen. Hallelujah. This is the good news. The light shines in the darkness and the darkness could not overcome it. Hallelujah. This is the good news. We once were no people. Now we are God's people. Hallelujah. Christ is our peace, the indestructible peace we now share with each other. Hallelujah. It is Easter morning, and welcome to First Baptist Church. Welcome to our Easter worship service that we're doing virtually. And even though I am in this empty sanctuary and you are in your homes, we are together in celebration of the risen Christ today. Amen. Uh, I miss you so much, and I miss worshiping together so much, and I really wish we could have heard Aaron's playing live here today. I wish we could hear our choir sing and have the trumpets and the horns and the timpani all uh, heralding in Easter morning. Uh, I pray for the day when we can gather again, and I look forward to having that celebration next year, which will be all the sweeter. And But however, right now we are still celebrating together, even though we are not in this beautiful space. Uh, We are bound together by the Holy Spirit, and we are, I'm grateful for the technology that allows us to be together in this unique way this morning. I want to invite you to join me in looking at our text for the day. It comes to us from Matthew uh, in chapter 28, beginning in verse 1. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothing white as snow. For fear of him, the guards shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here, for he has been raised, as he said. Come, see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is my message for you. So they left the tomb quickly for fear and great trem- and with fear and great joy and ran to tell his disciples. Suddenly Jesus met them and said, Greetings. And they came to him, took a hold of his feet and worshipped him. Then Jesus said to them, Do not be afraid. Go and tell my brothers to go to Galilee. There they will see me. While they were going, some of the guard went into the city and told the chief priests everything that had happened. After the priests had assembled with the elders, they devised a plan to give a large sum of money to the soldiers, telling them, you must say, his disciples came by night and stole him away while they were asleep. If this comes to the governor's ears, we will satisfy him and keep you out of trouble. So they took the money and did as they were directed. May God add a blessing to this reading of the text and cause it to be the inspired word for us today. 
The women had come to the tomb after experiencing the crucifixion. The men had all scattered, of course. And the women were coming to perform the rituals that they didn't have time to do on Friday because of the Sabbath. They had gone through Friday. They had experienced the Good Friday when all hope was dashed, when innocence hung on a cross, when despair took over, when sorrow was so deep it felt like they were drowning, when it seemed that tomorrow uh, was completely uncertain and out of their control, when they were so gripped with fear, what was going to happen next? How are we ever going to get through this? What will tomorrow bring? How are we going to make it? through all of this, that they survived Good Friday, and now they came to the tomb expecting more despair, expecting more grief, expecting more hopelessness. And they came to the tomb, and they found it to be empty, as empty as this sanctuary. And in that moment, they experienced renewed hope. They experienced renewed Joy. They experienced a, re- a new day altogether that had dawned. They, they lost everything on Friday and yet here on Sunday they find themselves rejoicing. And even though they still had a little bit of fear, they were gripped with great joy. We too are, can experience this new life found in, uh, in knowing that our despair, our sorrow, our fear, and our hopelessness is not the end of the story. But God always gets the last word. The Friday experience is not the end of the story. Sunday comes and brings with it a new day. This is the way of the cross. This is the way of Jesus. Whatever, whatever sorrow and, and despair today brings, there is always a resurrection Sunday. Whatever sinfulness, whatever, uh, shackles we have on ourselves on Friday, Sunday is going to come and break those shackles and we can experience newness in life and we can experience redemption and forgiveness and a second chance. Whatever death is happening on Friday, we can experience a a rebirth of being born again on Sunday. It is the way of the cross to die to the old self, to the old world, to the old ways and being resurrected into something completely new. This is the message of Easter that we get to celebrate every year, every Sunday, every day, if need be, every hour in those desperate times to understand that that the big best efforts of the world to squash our hopes and our dreams and to take down the kingdom of God failed on that Easter Sunday. And it is not dead but Jesus is alive. The kingdom of God is alive. And we too are alive in it. And we can experience life and the fullness of life in those moments of resurrection. 
I'm struck in this story by the reaction of the guards. First of all, I think it's funny. Uh, I think Matthew must have a sense of humor because here these uh, two women come with their oils and everything and they're coming to check out the tomb and there's these two soldiers come along with them or a, a bunch of, it doesn't say two, it says uh, some soldiers came along with them and an angel of the Lord descends and what do, what do they do? They get scared and they faint dead away. And there are the women still standing there going, look, an angel of the Lord has come to us. And the angel says, do not be afraid. And I bring you to it. Well, they, the soldiers missed the part where they said, do not be afraid. And then when they composed themselves and the women had gone and they already had been visited by Jesus, the soldiers go to the chief priests and the elders, uh, the people who had a lot to lose uh, by the kingdom of God coming to everybody. In fact, so much did they have to lose when it came to power and when it came to control over the people that they conspired to have Jesus executed and they thought they had taken care of that and yet here are these guards who are telling them, no, that is not the case. All of your efforts have been thwarted and undermined by the kingdom of God, by the power of God who raised Jesus from the dead, who who has brought everything back to life that you thought you had squashed. And, and still, they conspire to undermine the kingdom of God. They bribe these guards to tell lies so that they might maintain control over the people. And the guards do it because they are afraid, because they are fearful. I can't help but see this same thing get played out, not just in this pandemic time, but all the time. Uh, it, it, when people feel threatened by the kingdom of God breaking into this world, they conspire to stop it. They do everything they can. They tell lies and half-truths to, in order to take and maintain control over the world. But the kingdom of God will not be controlled by human beings. It is controlled by the Spirit of God that dwells in you and in me through the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Uh, the world's best efforts to try to maintain power, to hold power uh, over the people and to hold control over you and over me can are thwarted by the kingdom of God breaking through on this Easter Sunday. I invite you to revel in the joy of this, uh, this cross-defying, tomb-busting, life-transforming, world-reigniting power that comes to us from God on this Resurrection Sunday. It is, it is by this power, it is, it is our ability to allow the kingdom of God to flourish within ourselves, around ourselves, uh, among ourselves, that will bring us to a new day, even in the face of something like this pandemic. It is our collective efforts. People have continued to try to maintain control. I think that's what this this business about churches meeting to defy the orders of our health officials who are trying to battle this virus, their defiance of all of that has more to do with power and maintaining control over their people than it does 
with faith. I don't think it has anything to do with faith. It has to do with who gets to call the shots and who is in power. And I say Jesus is in power. I say the the kingdom of God is who I'm going to is what I'm going to believe in. I say that it is God who has the final word. And I invite you to join me in that understanding. This is Resurrection Sunday. It is a day when we experience new life, even in the midst of sorrow, even in the midst of grief, even in the midst of the challenges that we are facing right now. The, the challenges of this virus, the challenges of, uh, of uh, the world's economy and the economic situation, the challenges of just getting through our every day, and the challenges that have nothing to do with this virus. Easter invites us to know that hope is alive and well and cannot be defeated by lies and half-truths and cannot be defeated by any power or principality in this world. Amen and hallelujah. I want to end by reading a pastoral prayer that was written by Ruth Duck, who's a a great liturgy writer. Uh, And I invite you to continue to celebrate together, and I look forward to the day when we can be together. In the meantime, please pray for me and my family. I will pray for you and yours, and I will pray for the day when we can worship together again. Join me in prayer. We thank you, redeeming God, for the glorious message that you bring new hope out of despair, resurrection out of defeat, and new life out of death. You call dry bones to dance. You give living water so that new life blossoms. You urge flowers to push their way through the winter-hardened soil. We bring before you the dead and dried-out places in our lives, and through your touch, we may discover newness of life. Forgotten dreams, lapsed intentions, hardened resentments, gifts to which we, grieves to which we cling like children who cling to a worn but cherished toy or blanket. These we hand over to you, knowing that you will return them mended, washed, renewed, transformed. We bring before you the places in our lives and in our world where despair reigns unchallenged. With grief, we bring our concerns for everyone who is affected by this pandemic all over this world. And we bring the other concerns that have nothing to do with this pandemic, uh, places of violence, places of despair and famine and oppression. Point us toward actions God, however small, which lead to a more hopeful future for ourselves and for our world. Gracious God, we thank you that you walk beside us as we journey through life. Because you are with us, we accept each new day with its joys and sorrows as a gift. Because you are with us, we gain courage to meet the challenge of the day choosing life and not death as we move through time. As you raise Jesus from the dead, raise us to new life day by day. For we pray all of this in the name of the risen Christ. Amen. Happy Easter and God bless.